0: Before we start today's show, I just want to give a massive shout out to ACAST for making this show
1: happen. Thanks, ACAST. Hold up. What was that? Hello,
0: welcome to the PJ Podcast. I am your host, PJ. She's been a hectic couple of weeks. Um, I recently gave birth to a beautiful baby boy, Charlie. I will go into more detail about that and share with you my birth experience. I've had a lot of people saying, are you going to tell your birth story? Yes, I will. Um, I'm not going to lie. I think it will be quite cathartic and therapeutic because it was a slightly traumatic experience. But I am so grateful uh, for how things turned out in the end and uh, I'm actually get my midwife to join me to share the story because I think otherwise I might inaccurately tell it and I can have her to back up all the technical terms and fill in some of the gaps where I'm not exactly sure what happened because it was a bit of a blur. Uh, so that will be coming up very soon. In the meantime, I've got a bit of a woo-woo weekend Special for you. Now, this was meant to be released on the weekend, but hashtag newborn life, things don't always go to plan. My guest this week is a chat that I recorded earlier this week, uh, (laughs) earlier this year, with David the medium. So there may be some things that are mentioned which may not make sense because it was actually in February or March. Um, But we talk about how he was a skeptic and how he was converted by his own experience to this whole other world. We talk about how he actually discovered he could connect with those that have passed over, what he does to stay sane when he's doing such a hectic job every day. Uh, We talk about his predictions for the year ahead and the years beyond and what's going on for the Global Collective. Plus, we reveal how he predicted something about me before anyone else knew, uh, putting his talents to the test. So we'll get into all of that with this week's episode of the PJ Podcast with David the Medium. David the medium, hello. Thank you so much for joining me today.
2: PJ, that's the pleasure to join you. Thank you for having me.
0: Where are you? Is this where all the magic happens?
2: Well, yes, I just moved into my new house. So, this room that I'm in right now will eventually be where the magic happens. But right now, I'm just doing via Zoom, like all my readings via Zoom. So, uh, the magic can happen anywhere in the world, really. So, when you moved <laughs> so in, with me.
0: well, when you moved, like when you were looking for somewhere to move into, are you acutely aware of
2: spirits and good energy?
0: Like, were there a few places that were actually quite nice, but you're like, nah, no, screw it. There's something bad here.
2: <laughs> I'm acutely aware of where the sun is, so I need a north-facing <laughs> property. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, fair call. <cool. laughs> no, no, it was actually really good because this, uh, for everyone who doesn't know, I have moved into a, a beautiful sort of nice new house. I'm only renting, I shouldn't say only renting, because renting is so exciting, but uh, it's actually a new build so I'm the very first person to live here so I'm just like I'm putting all my energy into this place like it really is a very big fresh start and even on social media like I was talking about February being the month of new beginnings now I've literally had one myself so oh, I exciting. hope everyone else has been having a good February as well.
0: Oh so you get like fresh juju that's so no bad no bad vibes. No, literally nothing.
2: There's there's an ant problem at the moment, but, you know, I can't blame them for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're Um, all
2: God's creatures. (laughs) So,
0: David, let's go back to um, when you first discovered you had, like, a special ability to connect with the other side because that's just mind-blowing to a lot of people, like myself included. It still blows my mind what you can do. Um, How did you find this out in the first place?
2: I mean, I can completely understand and sort of sympathize with the, you know, a lot of people being a bit sort of mind blown by it or even a little bit skeptical because even for me, uh, you know, I'm in my mid 30s now and I actually found out when I was 24 so predominantly my background was corporate I worked in legal for most of my 20s or essentially all of my 20s really. And long story short, I got recommended to go see Medium by a colleague of mine. And at that stage in my life, I was a com- complete skeptic, I'm really an open-minded skeptic. Like, it wasn't for me to say that it wasn't real, I guess, but I'd never really had any personal experience. Like, I wasn't one of these children that grew up seeing, hearing, or feeling spirit. Like, I, in that mm. sense, I was quite shut off. And I sat down with this lady, and I went into this reading, and I'm like, I'm going to give her nothing. Like, if she asked any questions... She's getting like, yes or no from me. I'm not going to tell her a thing about me. you know. Real the ultimate of like, strategy
0: you know. of a sceptic. That's exactly. what they do. It's
2: they exactly. It's sort of like, oh, you've got a female in spirit. It's like, yeah, of course yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. um, and oh my gosh, the things that she brought up, like she recounted a conversation I had with my grandfather, nearly word for word that no one else on the planet would know. And, you know, we could sit here for 20 years. You'd never be able to guess it. Uh, and she actually told me, through our conversation she's like you realize you can do this and I was like there's no way like you know for those that knew me in my early 20s like I really was kind of opinionated, arrogant pain in the ass to be like you know <laughs> so if I didn't see it or if I didn't know it then it didn't exist yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. Sort of like life is black and white. And she's like no 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 I knew since you know the moment you walk in I just realized I didn't realize that you didn't know and I was like oh okay so long story short she ran like a mentoring class and she actually asked me to come along to her mentoring class and this was you know, on a Wednesday night out in the suburbs in her lounge room. Like it was very low-key and casual and fun. And turns out I could do it. And in the right environment with the right guidance and the right encouragement, uh, I was able to connect. And On that, that first that go, like
0: ago. straight away?
2: Yeah, literally, because we were sitting in her lounge room and I was hesitant to even go to this class because I was like, I'm going to get there. Nothing, you know, the stereotypical. Nothing's going to happen. I'm not going to feel anything, not going to say anything. And she said, like, we were all sitting on the couches and, you know, people would get up in front of the, the room and just sort of say whatever they felt or heard or sensed. Uh, kind of like a, you know, like the seances we see in the oh. movies, but less scary. Like, oh, they're not like just that. Just
0: quickly, what are your thoughts on seances?
2: I would never go near one. I don't Neither.
0: know. Neither. Okay, cool.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we can discuss that. <laughs> yeah. um, remember getting up in front of the class, and she said David you know don't be nervous you're open to it like you're here like you're meant to be here and just trust what you see here or feel and I'm a pretty short man like I'm only about five eight five nine and I remember standing up in front of the room closing my eyes and I took in a deep breath and I was like all right you know I'm open to this if it happens it happens spirit you know I allowed them to come close and I suddenly felt like I was like Shaquille O'Neal like I felt like a really huge man like I felt at least five uh, five, I felt at least like six foot five (laughs) and I got a really sharp pain in my chest and my leg was tingly and I was like has she drugged my water like what is this is what did I come along to (laughs) yeah exactly she ended up bawling her eyes out crying and I was like what have I just done she goes and my very first spirit that I connected with in that sort of realm or that audience was actually her ex-husband who died of a heart attack and he was a really tall slim man And I was like, and she was like, he never comes forward in classes. I was like, I can't. i I've just picked up on him on my first go. Like, and I was blown by that. And I had such a natural curiosity to learn and experience and evolve into it. And here we are. Were
0: you scared? (laughs) Like, that must have been a pretty, like, whilst amazing, confronting experience. Like, you're literally kind of transforming into this other soul for a second.
2: That's the thing. I think confronting is really the right word. I was never necessarily scared because I really was quite curious and open to it, but it really is a different world to what we are taught and what we know. And to be able to sort of experience that firsthand, you suddenly realize that there is so much more to life than what we understand. And whether you're religious or whether you've got even beliefs and what happens when we cross over to experience that firsthand. And, you know, I was raised as someone who wasn't religious. I didn't really have a view on the afterlife. I didn't really ever really give it much thought what happens to you when you cross over. But to then to be able to connect with a soul of someone who had previously been in our Earth and had transcended to a different plane, it really changed my whole viewpoint on life, not just even the spirit side of things, about how why everything is the way that is it is, why we're here. Like it's really quite profound.
0: I've got so many questions. Um, <laughs> okay, where, where do I start? So once you'd had that experience, were you – hooked like did you kind of go back for more were you like how can I do this more regularly or were you like oh I need to take a break
2: (laughs) no I was so excited and for everyone listening like the universe wants us to be able to connect in a higher realm and a higher power like those of our loved ones in spirit it's not some special little gang where they're like only certain people can connect they want everyone to be able to connect so when you're open to it it comes even easier to you. So. For me, like I Wednesday night suddenly became my favorite night of the week because it's like I get to go to class and I just had such a natural curiosity and fascination with it. And that really helped to expand my own skill set in that sense because I was so open to it and really wanted to develop and learn and be the best that I could be. And you know, I was still working in corporate at this stage and I did this mentoring class for two years really before wow. I started sort of yeah, every night nearly two years before I sort of branched off and started even reading people by myself then because I I had this natural curiosity and I've been doing it for so long but I was like I just came wanting to expand and I started to read friends you know people that I knew and felt comfortable around but I didn't necessarily know their lives or mm. you know know that their grandmother died when they were three years old of a heart it's like you know things like that and just to sort of get in a comfortable environment to make me feel even more uh, connected so after a few years, I I, I remember reading a, a mother's uh, a friend of one of my friends. A mother of one of my friends. Yeah. Like, hey, that was amazing. She goes, "You need to do this professionally. Like, you've got such a gift. You need to be able to sort of reach more people and allow them to experience it." And I was like, "You're right. I do. I need to do this." And and then I decided working sort of on weekends or on evenings while still working corporate because you know that's a life I knew and god forbid that you left a salary job and god forbid you didn't work 40 hours a week because that's what we're taught we have to do and here we are David the Medium is now a a, a bigger thing <laughs> than what it was five years ago.
0: Did you feel like a huge sense of responsibility initially when you were talking, like when you had friends and family come and, you know, have a reading or whatever, were you like, mm. I can't fuck this up because this is, you know, dealing with loved ones. Like what was, what did that kind of feel like when you first started doing it?
2: That's such a great question because even now I still sense a huge sense of responsibility to, you know, have such an authentic, genuine connection and to be able to pass on real special messages, not only of healing, but to, of closure and a, a sense of relief and comfort to people. And that's not something I want to get even close to wrong because it is so personal and special. And I think that's why even at the very start, I started reading family and friends because at least I felt comfortable around to be able to even discuss it more. But you are right. Like, you know, as a medium, I am, I really am the medium energy. Like I'm the middle man in a lot of ways. Like I the connector, from those of us in the physical to those of us in the afterlife. And it's such a humbling, special role for me. Mm. and I'll never take it for granted and I'll never be complacent about, you know, the, the ability that I have. Uh, but yeah, like you said, even every reading, I still sense a, a huge uh, sense of responsibility to, have that connection and be able to pass on that connection to someone.
0: Well, it's just such a unique role. It's not like everyone can kind of do that. But then when you say that there are a lot more people who have the ability to connect to the other side than we realize. like I've actually had a few friends who have gone to psychics and they've been told you have, you know, you've got got the ability to connect. Mm. Um, What do you reckon the percentage of people is that can actually do that?
2: 100%. Really? <laughs> I said right from the very start, and you know, even as I was saying before, I was the most opinionated, black and white, arrogant, you know, painful. Not painful. Like it wasn't that bad. I'm really painting myself with a really bad picture. Sorry, but I, <laughs> I
0: like, really that, want to meet you like yeah, continue, okay. well, 10 years ago.
2: Like, <laughs> ago. The thing, like I was very black and white. And for me to be able to do it, I think every single person can do it. All you have to do. Is be open and believe that there is more to life mm-hmm. than what you see. Mm-hmm. And the phrase that I use, or the motto that I use, it's sort of like everyone can sing, but maybe not everyone sounds like Pavarotti. And that's the thing. <laughs> like, but with operatic training, with practice, with singing lessons, everyone can get to a great stage. And that's the same as connection with mediumship and psychic ability. Everyone possesses it because we are all souls at the end of the day. We're souls having a human experience. We're not humans having a spiritual soul experience. Mm. And it's within all of us. And I think everyone listening, and I know know definitely you can, Polly, but for everyone listening as well, we can all connect with our own gut feelings, what we call our gut feelings. And we all have intuitions and we all have sometimes little crazy coincidences that occur. And we're like, oh, that's part of it. Like, okay, maybe not everyone sitting down for, you know, three, four, five hours a day talking to spirit like I am. But you could be like, (laughs) and we're just, and it really is that easy.
0: Well, and we're just so distracted and dependent on external sources these days. And I think Mm. that's why we constantly shun our intuition and gut feeling, even though, like, there's that overwhelming sense of like, you know, that it's right. It's almost like we're not allowed to trust ourselves anymore.
2: No, exactly right. And the world we've created for ourselves, like, it is so busy and it is so human and it's so you have to do this and you have to be like this and you can't think this way. Like we are so molded into how, what, what society sees that it's acceptable. And even from a younger age, especially those of us from Western cultures, like we are taught that like, even through TVs, movies, Mm. that paranormal activity, like it's scary. It's something to be feared. Like if you sense ghosts or, it obviously must be a poltergeist, or your house must be haunted, and it's sort of like that's simply just not the case. But we're taught from a very young age that it's scary, yep. or that it is paranormal or supernatural. It's not supernatural; it's supernatural.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the good side and the beautiful, like mm. beautiful things that can happen are never showcased, are they? That's so true. No, it's exactly always right. Yeah. Got that negative portrayal. This is a controversial question, but from your experience of. Um, all the connections that you've made with the other side, what do you believe happens after life?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's such a fascinating question. (laughs) One that I think about even quite often myself, even with my own experience of being able to connect with it nearly every single day. It's still for me quite a big unknown. I definitely Mm -hmm. believe when we cross over, we do go to a version of what I would consider to be heaven. Mm -hmm. And essentially the pop culture's sort of, description of heaven i think because you know as i mentioned i wasn't raised religious so i don't necessarily have a, a set belief of the afterlife but in my experience from what i can see here and feel and from what spirit says they all end up in a place which i call the waiting room
0: the waiting that room
2: is, yeah because i also believe it's not the final place either i think yeah. again we do move on after that but the waiting room everyone is incredibly at peace they're incredibly happy the, those illnesses that negatively afflicted them in the physical world no longer exist mm-hmm. and they do have the ability to watch over us and help guide us in their own special ways and they are still a part of our life they're just not physically here and if that's not heaven then I don't know what is.
0: <laughs> yeah and I suppose everyone is going to have their own interpretation you know and, and maybe you don't believe anything exactly. and that's absolutely fine as well but
2: yeah and that's okay exactly because yeah. until we are there ourselves no one knows for sure exactly. you know, people have been had you know, they've had um, you know near experiences with death where uh you know they'll see things or hear things but everyone's uh, experiences with that are even not completely all the same so mm. i think everyone's view is essentially valid until we transcend ourselves because You may go to heaven. You may be reincarnated. There may be nothing. Well, I mean, I don't believe that there's nothing because I I can't talk to nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know that there's nothing. No, (laughs) I know there's something. But that's the thing. I don't think one person has all the answers and I don't think one person can discount any other person's opinion on that.
1: Mm.
0: And there's something beautiful about the unknown as well in a weird way.
2: Yeah. Well, I think some people can find it terrifying. Some people can be very at peace with it. I mean. (laughs)
0: Yeah. For anyone who has lost family members, close friends, you know, people who are really special in their lives, and, you know, they don't have the access to a psychic medium or someone like that to connect, what advice would you give to them if they wanted to reach them themselves?
2: Yeah. I mean, the one thing I want every single person to know because every single one of us has lost someone that we love and someone that we miss like even me as a medium there's still people that I miss because they're just not here but the best thing that I can let every single person know that I want them to have this faith in believing is that they are still part of your life and every single time you think of them every single time you talk to them whether out loud or on your head uh, and every single time you reference them they're right there for that they can hear you they can feel your emotions around them and you don't necessarily need to be able to come and see someone like me or a medium or another psychic to have that special relationship with them still. It's just, you have to have the faith and the trust that they are still a part of your life. And for some people that can bring on other sort of negative emotions, because mm. there is that sort of that grief and that sadness we still feel, but to be able to form your own special relationship with spirit and those that you love, I think is something so unique to every single person again, but, you can also test them as well. Like they want you to know that they're there. They don't want it to be something that they are watching over. Yeah, you ask them for signs. Test, not text. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, um, I don't
0: know if the phone's still active. <laughs> no, yeah, t- text
2: 555 spirits to uh, <laughs> it's 55 cents a minute. Yeah. But, think, yeah but, like, uh, but no, but you can test them. Ask them for signs. Ask them for validations. Because for me, anything that reminds us of our loved ones or anything that we connect to our loved ones that comes up in our life for them, If it is unique, it's such a sign. Now, if we look for signs in every single little thing, then nothing becomes a sign. But for example, like I even tested my grandmother, who for me was very much like the second mother, and she's probably sick of me now because I do it all the time to her. But (laughs) (laughs) even a few months ago, I was like, you know what? I want a blue octopus. Show me a blue octopus, like something impossible. You know what I mean? Something that's not easy to show. And then the following morning, oh, there was an ad on TV for pool toys, and a huge blue octopus came up. Shut up. That's random because I can't ever remember seeing a blue octopus before. You know what I mean? So, the lady, I live in Port Melbourne, in uh, Melbourne, Australia, and there's a lady that lives in port melbourne as well and my mum my brother and i always see it she's a spitting image of my grandmother and every single time we see her, we know that that's her saying hello to us
0: oh my god i've had i've heard of a few people who have had situations like that where someone they know is passed and someone so similar to them like either in looks or just personality mm. continues to show up so is that quite a common way of connecting
2: yeah, for me, it is as well. Like I've got a very good friend that some people may listening may know, uh, Megan Cashren, who's a, a, a lady down here in Melbourne. Doolchik is her professional name.
0: Yeah.
2: And she constantly sees women that look so much like her mother. Like even I've seen pictures that she's taken with these women. I was like, Megan, that's much. Like it looks so much like her mother. And Megan always knows that that's a sign from her mother showing her that she's still around her. Like Megan was even in the United States recently, or she still is actually in the United States. And you know, she's in skiing in veil of all places. And there's a woman that looks like her 80-year-old mother. Like, it's Shut just up. crazy. So, yeah, anything that reminds you of them, anything that you personally connect with them is them because they want you to know that they're still a part of your life and that they are still there. Because I think the overwhelming majority of us that feel the grief of loss, that grief is caused by this feeling that they are they're not here anymore or mm. that we're never going to see them again or that relationship and that bond that we had with someone has now somehow concluded. Yeah. And it's simply just not the case for me because that relationship is still there and it's still as strong as it ever was. It's just transcended to a different level.
0: Sometimes I struggle though. If I say, show me a sign, I don't know if it's cause I'm coming from a place of desperation. Like a lot of things like, you know, when you want to manifest something and if you just really want it so bad, it mm. sometimes doesn't come up. So, would you say that you kind of need to be in a place of calm, or I don't know? Is there some kind of tactic to fast track that connection yeah. or like get fast
2: that track sign? Manifestation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, manifestations are different. Yeah. Sort of ballpark back all together,
0: but getting that sign.
2: Fortunately, some of the cases as well, like our grief and the trauma and the sadness that we can feel, which we all feel, it's a human thing. Mm that can block signs from our loved ones because I think sometimes we're looking for that grandiose, you know, we want the lights to explode and, you know, (laughs) the figure of them to appear and sometimes our grief and our sadness and our our trauma that it it unfortunately does lower our vibration Mm. and it can make it a little bit more complex for signs to sort of come our way because we're in that mindset of that sadness. Yeah. Essentially.
0: And I suppose it's like, when you say sometimes they are more subtle than you realize they're not these grandiose actions all the time so don't yeah, kind of exactly. dismiss the small little
2: things no 100% like yeah that's the thing anything that does remind you how big or small it is it, it is then like I mean if you're walking down the street and you see a lady with brown hair and you're like oh my mum had brown hair like that's not a sign yeah <laughs> yeah but it's like it, but if you're walking through a restaurant and someone goes hey Marge and yells it out and that's your mum's name yeah like it's just little things that remind you
0: sometimes I think my okay this sounds stupid
2: (laughs) no but it's probably not Paul I'm excited already to hear it
0: (laughs) my beautiful Burmese cat Josephine I sometimes think she's my dad because like she has similar mannerisms and then I was talking to someone the other day who had lost their dad. And they're like, I'm sure my dog is my dad. And I'm like, have I fucking lost it? Or (laughs) or like, is this possible? Or is it maybe, I don't know, just a comfort thing that I have told
2: myself? No, not at all. I mean, (laughs) I don't believe that Josephine is the reincarnation of your beautiful dad. Okay. Spirit does have the ability to not possess animals, but they do have the ability to see our life sometimes through their eyes. Right. Uh, Spirit will sometimes come to us in the form of birds, for example. That's something that's very common with me personally. And I think... But this is another sign again, Polly, if you're looking at your cat and you're like, oh my God, you've got the same mannerisms as my father. Like, that's not something that we usually think about when we look at cats. <laughs> no, so I mean? maybe so- dad's
0: just around and then... <laughs> Dad
2: would, yeah, exactly right. Dad would be around Josephine. Dad would be around the, the house for you anyway and... Josephine can her emotions and her behavior can reflect that absolutely.
1: I sometimes um, think
2: go crazy. I'm like if she if she hey. starts telling you to go to bed before ten o'clock, then you've got an issue. <laughs> but like you know, sort of, <laughs> the cat starts talking, maybe yeah. saves uh, the house a bit. But, um...
0: Oh dear! So, <laughs> what is the experience like for you every day? Like it must be a lot to. Channel on this other energy frequency on this other side, whatever you want to call it, and then come back to life like, come back to normal world. Do you yeah. have to? I don't know, you must have to have some pretty hardcore like rituals or practices to ensure that you take care of yourself.
2: Yeah, I mean, I set very strong boundaries energetically before I step into any kind of reading, that's a very mental thing, like, I just sort of even talk in my head i'm like okay this is as far as i'm going this is as much energy as i'm willing to give and i set the boundaries very defined beforehand but for me i usually when i finish a day of readings i usually if i'm working i usually do at least three four sometimes five a day and at the end of it i probably need about 10 minutes just to mindlessly scroll on instagram and and then I'm back to normal if that makes sense yeah. and I have a very good what I call on off switch so Perfect. spirit's very respectful for when I'm you know inverted commas working So I don't see it as work but you know it's a work and if I am not working I can easily walk down the street and I won't feel spirits or I can sit near people in restaurants and I won't feel their loved ones come forward like David and David the medium are two separate people but we wow. are one in the same of course
0: that's so good that you can turn it off because I thought like, yeah, you might go on a holiday. <laughs> it's like, hey, bro, they're talking to you from the other side and they're like, please yeah. not now.
2: I tell you what, though, after a few drinks, like, I mean, the barrier sort of does come down a little bit, but everyone's inhibitions are low. Really? Drink, so that's part of it. Yeah. What?
0: So you have a couple of cocktails and obviously I suppose that makes you more open.
2: Yeah. And that's, well, that's, it makes me more, more open. I mean, admittedly I've been having for a few years, but actually that's a lie. I was in Singapore a few months ago. But like, um, you know, I find, well, I had a, we'll put it this way. I had a very good reputation when I was just starting out, but I used to be the guy that used to get drunk and make people read in night, uh, like read in nightclubs and make people cry. Like, you know.
0: <laughs> really?
2: So I used to have it in a very respectful way. Like yeah. I used to have a few drinks. I used to go up to sort of random people and then kind of, I wouldn't tune in on them necessarily because that's an invasion of their privacy. Sometimes people would come forward and I'd be like, Oh, Hey, and I I even remember because I I even bumped into a a lovely guy that I hadn't seen for 10 years. And I read him at a nightclub here in Melbourne and he remembered me and he goes, you came up to me 10 years ago. And you told me that my grandmother says hello. And she was looking forward (sighs) to us coming to visit her tomorrow. And I actually remember the reading clear as day, because this was in Peel nightclub in Collingwood, which is a gay nightclub down here in Melbourne. Yeah. And he's like, and I remember making him cry on the dance floor at the Hill because he's like, yeah, my mum, my sister and I are actually going to her grave tomorrow to say Shut hello. Shut up. And I remembered it clearly 10 years ago. And then he actually, but we, he was at this, uh, actually a painting sit, you know, those things that we were doing yeah. where you get drunk and you're yeah, pictures. He was hosting that. Oh, my and, God. He's like, you read me at the pill 10 years ago. And I'm like, I did. <laughs>
0: people would have seen that scene on the nightclub though and been like, what an asshole that guy just made him cry. I know, they
2: probably <laughs> thought i like let him down or broke up with him on the dance floor or something like that. It's like, no guys, I just connected with his grandmother. It's totally fine. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm
1: not uh, a bad yeah, person, yeah. So, guys.
2: No, I'm not, about, I'm not a bad person. I'm just <laughs> drunk in a nightclub reading. So yeah, when, when the, when the barrier is lowered, my inhibitions are lowered as well. Like all of us, some people... um get really loose on the dance floor, I just end up doing readings. <laughs> so as
0: well as like connecting with the other side, you can obviously also tell what's going to happen in the future. So you're a medium, but you're also a psychic.
2: Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah my official, uh, I guess, spiritual title is psychic medium. So all mediums are predominantly psychic, but not all psychics are mediums. So mediums are those that have the ability to communicate with the afterlife and connect and pass on messages. And psychics are those that can foresee or foretell the future, uh, future events, future pathways, either for the world as a whole or even for personal people when you do read them.
0: So, do you personal journey? Do you see things for the world as a whole as well as individual people? Yeah. What about yourself? So, like, how do you, how does yeah. how does that go when Say you're dating and you meet someone
2: can you that's been a while
0: (laughs) (laughs) can you pick up stuff straight away like do you ever just go oh no this is bad from your own like i guess psychic potential
2: i think for i mean i know a lot of mediums and psychics are pretty much the same but we actually can't read ourselves and i think that's kind of like having the cheat codes to a computer game like you're just not meant to do it you're meant to be along for the ride yourself so I definitely get vibes of people. I can sit down with people and within a few seconds pretty much work out now what they're sort of about. Maybe yeah. that's my own intuition. Maybe it is psychic. I'm not sure. But i just avoiding dating. No, <laughs> 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 so, Yeah, no. but I've got this new sort of what I like to call, I guess, development or a bit of a skill upgrade where I can actually look at pictures of people now and I can kind of sense what they're like via a picture. Wow. So that's only that's only come up in the last few months. So I can kind of sort of read people by pictures now. So that makes online dating even harder.
0: Oh, <laughs> like, do you mean like you could actually um, connect with their loved ones as well from just a, a photo? Not so a,
2: no, not so much their loved ones, but I get a good sort of idea about their personality traits. I get a good idea of maybe what they've dealt with in life. Um, now everyone listening is going to send me pictures of their loved ones. They're like, what about this guy that I'm dating? What do you think? <laughs> yeah. But like, like I got a like, i Dude, that oh, like
0: gives then, you big advantage on Tinder.
2: Maybe I should download it and give it a crack. I'm mean, like, okay. So I see that you've had family trauma at ten, but you've really evolved beyond that when you were sixteen. And uh, yeah, and then uh, your grandmother says you should date me. You know? I suppose you
0: just want to get rid of all that stuff when it comes to your own personal life,
2: right? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, again, it goes down into David and David the Medium. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be David the Medium 24-7 either. Like, for me, my life is still something that I want to have surprises on and I want to enjoy, and I like the twists and turns and the ups and downs of it as well. Which
0: is how it's supposed to be. No one's meant to know 100%. exactly what's going to happen.
2: And that's the key in everything. No one is meant to know everything that happens. Even the best psychic on the planet isn't meant to know what happens tomorrow necessarily. This is the thing. It's sort of like we don't know the answers to everything, and I've never claimed to know the answers to everything either so uh, that's part of it yeah you you never know what's around the corner
0: With you saying that can you tell us what's going to happen for this year (laughs) what is your forecast for 2022 i mean
2: 2022 for me there's what i call the rebirth of the new world and that actually occurred in christmas day uh in 2021 and that sort of symbolized the new cycle and a new beginning and The two to three years preceding that is what led up to that moment. And, you know, a large part of that was obviously uh, the COVID. 2022 is a very kind of mixed year. For me, and I'll probably, you know, claim this last words in a lot of ways, I guess, because it's only much. But for me, 2022 is going to be a lot It just feels happier in a lot of ways. I think the energy for me feels really
0: dude, like what we've had so far.
2: Exactly. And this is the thing, because I'm saying in the midst of a war. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it's not so much happy as in that we're all holding hands dancing around singing Kumbaya, because that will never happen. But I think the energy has lightened in the sense that that fear doesn't control like it has over the last two years for example and mm-hmm. yeah we're saying this in the midst of devastating floods in Australia and you know there's war in Europe and COVID is still existing but I think there's been such a personal upgrade mm. for everyone at a personal level where we see the life in a, in a lot of a different way now in a different life and we have adapted to a lot of what is going on there's still some extreme challenges you know, in, in a geopolitical setting or in an economic setting or in a societal setting that is still occurring. Everything that we're dealing with right now is not necessarily going to disappear, but I think there's just been such a personal upgrade for everyone that helps us cope with it better and maybe has helped us seek our own happiness better. And that's the most important thing of all, irregardless of what goes on in the world. Mm. We can't control that at a, at a large level. You know, it is up to you at a personal level
1: Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great
2: Mm. And people are understanding that a lot more than maybe they have over the last few
0: years. Well, I suppose like when there is a collective struggle, like I don't think anyone's been left unscathed over the last couple of years. Mm. Everyone's been affected in some Mm. way. And I guess that probably hasn't been the case in the past. But everyone's been forced to see this like, I don't know, dark Mm. night of the soul kind of dark. Absolutely. Dark aspect. And maybe that's where the lightness comes from. It's like kind of that collective growth because whenever you go through a tough time, you know, there is always that kind of growth that you experience afterwards. So maybe that's what you're picking up.
2: Well, in some ways, I mean, I always say myself, like when we're happy and when we're content, we don't evolve because we want that to stay exactly the same and we don't want anything to change. And as you've mentioned. Like the whole world has just gone through this huge shift and is still currently in the process of sort of the remnants of this for the most part. Mm. And it's been incredibly fearful. It's been incredibly stressful. There's a lot of us that have post-traumatic stress from what we've been through. Yeah, Uh, you know and then there's those of us that have even lost loved ones through this period from not only COVID but from other sort of things as well That definitely just compounds it we're
0: not being able to see loved ones who pass oh it's
2: just been horrific like you know I've been incredibly fortunate that everyone that I know and love lives in Melbourne but I've had friends that have been separated from family whilst their family members have died I've had Mm. you know even people like you that had trouble getting home to their family and their friends in their home countries and it's just we really did lose our humanity for a lot of that period and I think that's the biggest devastating thing to come out of all that you know we let fear and anxiety control us to the point where we lost common sense mm. and I think for the most part um, there's a people are waking up from that now and there's a bit of a hangover being like what did we do what did we just go through and You know, classic human response is that we'll just stop talking about it and we'll forget that we ever did it (laughs) and we won't learn from it because (laughs) that's what humans do. But there is definitely a greater understanding now that maybe everything we've been through over the last years, oh, maybe we didn't do that the right way. And there's a healing that comes with that in some senses because now that we've been forced to evolve, we've definitely got the element of self-reflection and self-growth. For the most part, not everyone is doing that, of course, because not everyone always will. But that sort of rotten has really changed the energy at a sort of the a collective, universal level. Mm. Now, does that mean, like we said, that the world has become a happy, peaceful, kumbaya kind of place? Absolutely not. I well, think you always say that probably...
0: you've got to have the yin with the yang. It's never ever going to be oh, exactly happiness yeah. everywhere.
2: <laughs> exactly, and I think those of us that can, you know, look at the world now, we're like, well, actually, it's a bit of a shit show again. So uh you know as we mentioned i mean there's devastating natural disasters there's war there's political instability which is not necessarily think that's new to the world but it's all just happened at once again so Mm. (laughs) it's stressful and i think that's where everyone does need to look into their own inner and realize what we can control and what we can't and how we allow that to affect us and how we allow our emotions to sort of evolve around that because none of us can stop the war in ukraine and none of us can Uh, stop the flooding or the, you know, the the fires or, you know, the the disease.
0: It's like our nervous systems have just been (laughs) constantly under the pump. I don't know when, was it since like 2019? I don't know. It sort of felt like constantly for the last few years, Mm. one bad thing after another. And someone pointed out the other day that I guess never in history have we ever had a front seat to all this trauma, like what we do on social media. You know, mm. like back in the day, people wouldn't know every single thing that's going on, but now because everything is being filmed and documented, mm. it's like you're expected to have a response to everything going on,
1: yeah,
0: and it's, and it's, it's not exactly right. normal.
2: It's not, and without sounding savage, but, you know, war has always been a thing, disease has always been a thing natural disasters have always been a thing. Like we didn't have Instagram and TikTok in World War Two. Mm. Imagine the footage that would have come oh. out if there was. Like yeah. you know, a lot of people didn't even know the Holocaust was occurring. Yeah. For the most part, like the, the slaughter of millions of people was occurring. No one knew, but not to sound savage or not to sound, you know, like I would lighten that in any way, but there's so many people in Australia that are now getting stressed by a war in Ukraine because of social media.
1: Mm. When in
2: reality, At a personal level, it doesn't affect them at all. But we're so thrown into this bowl of fear and anxiety and war is horrific. And the fact that innocent people are suffering is beyond the pale. Mm. But now we see it firsthand. When in reality, it's sort of like without social media, does the war in Ukraine really affect people in Australia like that? Well, no, it doesn't because we're so separated from it. And so same as New Zealand, we're so separated from Eastern Europe.
0: But maybe on the other end of the spectrum, you know, people are starting to finally get empathy for those in war. You know, people always thought, oh, it's Mm. so far away, it would never happen to me or whatever. Now, you know, people see people who they think could be them, you know. Yeah, exactly. And and, and, and that's when it hits home, which is really so wrong, I guess, that it has to be, you know, something close to home that really –
2: no, but you're affix people. You're that. Yeah.
0: So I guess like that empathy that is being raised, and you know, people actually starting to care. I guess that's a good thing. But at the same time, mm. it's impossible to be able to have a reaction and to feel for everything going on in the world. It's yeah, it's yeah. a really and, interesting
2: time. And people showing empathy and growth is still a completely different. Game to fear that's the thing because it's okay to have empathy it's okay to look at the situation and be like oh my gosh these people are like me i don't want to be anything like that but to be very fair it is wrong to sit in bed at night being like i'm so worried that oh my god this war because what what can fear do
0: fear fear does what you can't do anything yeah
2: Yeah. and it's sort of like you're you've got this and this is for everyone and this is a very spiritual thing nothing has power over us unless we allow it to Mm. so if you're allowing yourself to be fearful of a war in europe it is a choice. I mean, this is the thing. It's sort of like, it, it, it has to be how you manage this overwhelming influx of information and these devastating pictures. And, you know, I mean, no, you know, human could look at the suffering on the faces of these people and not feel devastated inside of yes. them because But. It's, again, this thing, it's sort of like, you know, the war in Ukraine isn't going to knock on your door tomorrow. Your house is not about to get bombed. And it's sort of like we have to sort of separate ourselves in that sense as well. We can still feel compassion and empathy, mm. but we can't feel the fear and the anxiety.
0: Because we're, we're all in that fight-or-flight mode, in a exactly. sense. And that's not, it's yeah. just not beneficial, like, to be in that no, in a constant state.
2: You need to put yourself in a symbol of what you can control and what you can't.
0: So, okay, let's try and get something uplifting. Obviously, the world <laughs> is freaking depressing, but as you say, there is some kind of lightness that is hopefully lifting. Um, what are some positive things that you see for the world coming? <laughs>
2: After going through my speech of like, oh, the world's yeah, I'm like, oh, the <laughs> What actually is good? Um, well, to be very fair, Paul, I mean, the world is still going through a very big transition and the rebirth of the new world, you know, I've talked about this on social media, social media, social media, social, media, social, media, social, media, social media. Because I sort of even predicted this as early as 2019 that the rebirth of the new world would come with an authoritarian energy, which is sort of essentially overt control, which mm-hmm. we aren't seeing. But mm. I think the world for me really does feel like it shapes into a new chapter. And it sounds like a long way away, people, but it's really not. But really around March 2023. Uh, oh that's only next year exactly and you know three years ago it was like oh my god March 2023 guys we're getting closer so um there is going to be some and this isn't meant again I don't want anyone to be fearful by hearing this and it's definitely not meant to be overtly negative but uh 2022 again is still defined by a lot of challenges uh but even something that I predicted really from mid last year was you know, supply chain issues that will sort of become more impacted now. And now, you know, we're in February, March 2022. We're seeing that even more like inflation has gone through the roof. There is supply issues already. And, you know, if those in New Zealand have already known the pain of high petrol prices oh and my high God, growth it's cost, so it's expensive. <laughs> exactly. And unfortunately, that will be a theme that will be continuing mm. throughout the rest of the year with expensive. Staples and you know, supply issues there as so well.
0: So, what you're essentially saying is grow all your own vegetables and get a horse to get around. Great idea! Honestly,
2: <laughs> great idea. Like, a, a, not, a, not a petrol uh, run horse, either. We're talking about an actual horse, either. yeah, an actual horse. So, <laughs> but you know, in general, growing your own vegetables yeah. is a great idea, even if the world was still combined. Yeah, growing your own vegetables is still a great idea. It's the element about being self sufficient. And I, again, we've all been grown into this society in this world that hasn't promoted that and hasn't allowed that because everything has always been at our fingertips so now that's not necessarily the case now so it's again about how we adapt in the boldness
0: can you read anything right now
2: you're like Dave I said something positive what are you saying (laughs) (laughs) you're like well I've got no positive but guess what the supply chain is no, no, no 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 no, no.
0: but I hear no because I, I see that actually as a positive because I think we have to, as humans, go back to being more resourceful and more self sustainable. So, in the end, that I think will be a positive thing. Yes, it will be probably very challenging along the way, but I think, you know, we kind of have to make some big remember,
2: changes. Totally. We need to remember that at the end of the day, you know, to use that term, that we are all one and we're all here for our own journeys, we're all here for our own purpose. And I think throughout all the challenges that we've all been through and will continue to go through, if we can all learn that we are all one person and we are a community and we can lean on each other, I think that can be an absolute positive that can come from all of this, that the realisation that we are all a community going through the same thing and we can support each other, we can give each other help, we can give each other guidance and support, whether it's your own family, whether it's your neighbours, whether it's your city, like, I think... And I hope that that will be a very big lesson that comes from the challenges that we've been through and about to continue to go through as well.
0: See, that was beautiful and uplifting. You can do it. I believe in I you. I can do it, yeah.
2: <laughs> My stomach is turning now that I've said it. I'm like, oh, you've been positive for the first time in three years, Dave. It's like...
0: <laughs> um, okay, now this is uh... <laughs> a very self-indulgent moment um, mm. because I feel like I always like listening into other people having readings. Can you pick up anything right
2: now? I, I still want to talk about one of the most exciting things. So I know everyone listening will be able to hear the audio uh, that we will play from when Polly and I did speak earlier in the year. <laughs> a lot of this is around your pregnancy.
0: <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah. So David and I caught up. I think it was. Well, it was probably over a month ago before I'd sort of um, announced that I was pregnant and... Um, <laughs> and yeah, it was about,
2: yeah, like six or seven weeks ago now, yeah.
0: And you actually proceeded um, because you were like, hey, look, just off the record, like, I'm getting something in your boob. And I was like, oh, shit. And you're like, it's not like cancer or anything, but there's just, there's something there. And then I can't remember what happened. And then you said this.
2: The element of being a family, uh, or how it was started in your own family, you literally feel like you're pregnant. You're not pregnant at the moment, right? Are you pregnant?
1: I'm going to have to cut this.
2: (laughs) I fucking, my whole stomach's gone hard, Paul. You're actually pregnant. It's like, (laughs) well, maybe we can keep this in. Maybe we will keep it in for
0: when I can announce. Is
2: this your your way of making the announcement when David the medium can suddenly feel you're pregnant? You haven't told anyone? (laughs) Can you feel? Well, I went into the issue of how we start the family and then my whole stomach went hard and it felt like I was nine months pregnant. Yeah, so when I read for people that are pregnant, whether they know it or not, I, I mean, I'd probably feel one 100th of what females go through, but my whole stomach suddenly feels like I'm nine months pregnant and it goes very hard. And that's always been my symbol from the spirit that whoever I'm reading is pregnant or uh, is about to be pregnant or is pregnant and currently doesn't know it. and. That's how I knew, and we weren't even in the same room, Polly. Like, I'm in I Australia know, and, you're in New Zealand and, <laughs> I and know. your beautiful dad was able to show me that via Zoom. So, I think for you, Paul, I mean, you've got such a big year ahead in a lot of different ways. I mean, it's not just pregnancy, it, just on a maybe we can. Oh, no, I won't put you on the spot with this. time. so maybe we can have <laughs> a, go, 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 Polly, go. the Polly podcast exclusive. here. but do you know <laughs> the sex of your child? No,
0: no, no, going no. To find out. I have a very strong vibe and I, I have had so many people say they've talked to psychics and they always got it wrong. And yeah. people come to the conclusion that sometimes you're just not meant to know.
2: Yeah, and that's what I believe in, Ma. I mean, there's uh, in a lot of... Do life, you know? have many surprises. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I always get a vibe <laughs> and to be very fair, and maybe it won't be able to happen because I do have a, a beautiful friendship with you. I am terrible with my friends. I can never tell what my friends are having. If I'm in a normal reading with people that were strangers to me five minutes before I started reading them, then I can always pretty much pick them up. Uh, But with my own friends, I can never tell. However, that being said, and I know a lot of mothers listening will probably agree, mothers usually pretty have a, a good, strong instinct themselves. Like if you think it's a certain sex, then you're probably always switched on. I know a lot of women listening will agree.
0: Well, I started with one six, Pretty strongly, and now I'm starting to question whether it's the other. <laughs> it's twins. Man. No,
2: It's not Polys having triplets. No, X. I'm
0: not. <laughs> BJ, BJ, my partner, really wanted twins. I was like, dude, you're not gonna be the one breastfeeding both of those babies. I was about to say it's so
2: easy for a guy to say that he wants twins. Because first of all, you're not the one carrying pushing them. it out. You're not the one that has to get them out of your body. You're I not know. the one that's breastfeeding like a, a cow in a factory. You know what I mean with this going on like um so it's so easy for guys to be like oh yeah racism is easier." So, like right what did you actually have to do like so i yeah trust your instinct and i also feel and a lot of women again this will probably agree the closer that you get to your due date you usually will get a very strong intuition whether via dreams you may be drawn to certain colors that you would associate with a certain sex and or you might just instantly just be like yep i'm having a girl yep i'm having a boy
0: Okay, David, question. Can you tell me if um, my bebe will be a Leo or a Virgo? Because it's due as a Leo, Ooh. but it's going to be very much on the cusp. I'm a oh, Leo no. myself, and this is just a really self-indulgent question. But can you get any vibes?
2: I think it would be more Virgo. Really? So what's the Virgo timeline? This is that that i am with the. I want to say notice.
0: it's. I think it's like the 23rd of August, and I'm due the okay. 21st.
2: Okay.
0: And like usually, your first born is late, like generally oh, okay, speaking. So. But it can obviously go the other way, and I will yeah. love my child no matter what star sign they are. Yeah, but Unless they're in Aries. No, I'm,
2: <laughs> I'm joking, <laughs> joking to all the Aries out
0: there. <laughs> um. But yeah, initially I was like, "Oh, it's so going to be a Leo." But have like, it actually could be a little Virgo.
2: I think it, it's got more. He or she has more sort of Virgo energy, I would suggest. But given now that I've said that, I guarantee it'll be born in Leo. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I think I think you've just got such an exciting year ahead. So I mean, understandably for you, it's the year of change and transition. I mean, we already know what a huge part of that is. is. Mm. Um, I know when we were speaking earlier in the year, there was a, also a reference to. Uh, media or TV opportunities predominantly around things that have already been occurring, but it can also be now about birth as well. Uh, and that still feels like it's ongoing for me. With yeah, you said a TV,
0: you said a TV coming up, but there's nothing yet.
2: Yes. Yeah. It just feels even more like a morning show kind of thing, unless you go on morning TV and you're like, hey guys, Polly's pregnant. But like, just, <laughs> it just feels like I'm in front of a camera, but the camera feels like it's recording. So for me, that's not photographs. It's not. Uh, well, essentially, this photographs, isn't it? But yeah, that can be TV, it can be movies, can be TV uh, shows. A movie. Uh, am and I well, going to be a famous actor? Well, I think you should be. <laughs> <laughs> but like, because New Zealand, I mean, New Zealand's done some great movies. Maybe you can just be an extra. No, I'm just teasing, I'm just making up. But there's definitely something that's to do with camera and media. And I I mean, given your profile, given what you already have previously done to work, given what you're currently doing for work, it's probably not too much of a stretch, of course. But I think it'll be a bit of a thing definitely around really from now, so what, from March up until sort of mid-year, August, September, October, I guess. But I think yeah, there's a lot of change with home for you as well. Now, to, as a disclaimer, we have talked about that. I mean, you know, you've got your properties that are expanding anyway. But mm. I think the main focus for you is just the is essentially the creation of the home, which is incredibly important now that you're nesting as well. Yeah, this year for you, definitely represents. I mean, your dad just has the most beautiful energy. Every time your dad steps forward, it's just so strong. But it just represents the element of creation of family. And it's not just the element of giving birth, but it's also your relationship with, uh, you know, your partner and, or your fiance, I should say. And it's, it's, it's with, you know, your personal, you know, your blood family. I think it's just, it, there's a very big emphasis on how we create that this year. Not that it's not already there, but it's, again, mm. how we expand and emphasize on it.
0: Oh, well, that's beautiful.
2: Yeah, so, and that's a big theme for a lot of people. At the moment. I know. It's very pertinent. Yeah.
0: Well, everyone's just, I feel like a lot of people have made such big changes over the last couple of years, particularly like since COVID, you know, people yeah, have just been forced. You, like, <laughs> oh, just, and it's scary. It's scary taking the leap and mm. knowing how things are going to go, especially when you're jumping out of a comfort zone.
2: Yeah, uh, it's very um, daunting for a lot of people. But I think, you know, for all of us, we come to a fork in the road multiple times, I I guess, and it's all about. You can feel excited by it, or you can feel daunted by it. It is a choice, and you know the one constant that we have in life is change. It will always mm. occur. That's how we react to it, and how we shape our lives around it. That's important.
0: Beautiful, David. Can you tell me anything, um, <laughs> like some pop culture psychic stuff? Like any Ooh, predict- <laughs> any predictions? Yeah. Just big predictions for the year ahead. When it comes to, um, I don't know. Celebrity couples or breakups yeah. or scandals that we might be going to see?
2: Uh, well, Australia is a very big soap opera this year with politics, but we've got a few, you know, state and federal elections this year. But, yeah. that, you know, that's boring, guys, whatever. Yeah. I have said since they got engaged, even before they got engaged, that 2022 represents the conclusion of Harry and Meghan's relationship.
0: Stop it.
2: So I, I for, and this is all on social media for everyone that does want to sort of uh, go and check it out. I've talked about this for years now. I predicted that uh, once Meghan got engaged to Harry and I predicted that before they were even engaged that this would be the woman that he would marry. Yeah. I said that she will cause splits within the family and separate him from his family. That happened. Uh, I said that they would have a boy and then a girl and that has happened. And then I said in around 2022, that will symbolize the conclusion of their relationship.
1: Wow.
2: So that's on the cards. this year. And I think it's been a big thing because I think Harry, I mean, I don't doubt that he loves his wife, but I think they have been very sort of separate from the life that he knew. And I think there is definitely tension behind the scenes there and I don't think Carrie feels that connected. Like I'm talking like I'm um, some like royal biographer now. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah what was um,
0: <laughs> Who's that guy that always comes on the telly in, the, in Australia? Uh, and he was like the butler?
2: Oh, no, yeah, no, I'm talking about Richard Wilkins. <laughs> yeah. um,
0: the butler who claims oh. to know everything?
2: Yeah. Uh, Diana yeah. wrote me a letter and it's yeah. like, well, why did you only find it now, bro? Like she died <laughs> like 25 years ago. Like, where, like you only found this letter in your drawer at the moment. She wrote me a letter. it's 2022 why are you talking about it now no it's all good so I yeah I think there's definitely evolutions within their relationship I mean 2022 also represents the falls of kings and queens am I saying that the queen is going to cross over I hope not because I love Queen Elizabeth but uh, she at the same time she's 95 I mean do you you mean like on a larger
0: scale like the relevance of royalty
2: yeah, well, that can definitely be it. But, you know, for example, there's been some very prominent people that even have the titles of kings and queens. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the devastating sudden shock um, crossing over of Shane Warne. Like, he was the king of spin, for example. Yeah. That's the fall of the king. Uh, and I just think the royal family definitely loses a lot of relevance. And it's been hit on all sides over the last few years with the transition of the world anyway into the new world, uh, you know, with scandals involving you know, Prince Andrew, for mm-hmm. example, and, you know, Prince Philip crossing over. and
0: do you see more scandals coming through regarding the royal family?
2: Oh, I think there definitely will be. I think the the family for the most part is really starting to break at the seams. And, you know, the queen, her whole mission in life is to hold the family together and to hold the Commonwealth together. And that's really been what she sees as her God uh, given role over yeah. the last 70 years, really. And I think that the wills are now starting to fall off. So I think once, once the, the snowball starts rolling down the hill, it's only going to get bigger. So there's definitely a lot of scandals to come out about the royal family. Maybe some of that may even lead to the uh, dissolution uh, the dissolvement the of uh, Prince uh, uh, Harry and Meghan's marriage. Maybe not, but I think there's, yeah, this, it's, it's a very much wait and see. Now, uh, celebrity, I don't really, I mean, I'm such i I'm a, not really into celebrities sort of, anyway. I'm just, no, just no, trying like, to sound I mean,
0: cool and hip. I was yeah, like, yeah, hey, we're getting these like, celebrity scandals.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm sure there'll be someone who falls pregnant, someone who gets married, someone who gets yeah, divorced, yeah, some yeah, drug yeah, scandal, yeah, yeah. that's just another day. But um, for me, I love focusing on, you know, politics and the world and, you know, the rise and fall of certain countries and, uh, you know, institutions more so than sort yeah. of people, I guess. that.
0: Do you see more institutions crumbling this year?
2: Well, it, it, it really all did start since the beginning of 2020 where they all started getting very serious fault lines in them. So I think 2022 definitely represents the rise of the private sector in terms of control as well. So, you know, your banking systems uh, having some very big sort of news, uh, you know, coming out around their structures as well. But, uh, you know, private companies that are now more powerful than some governments, which we already know that they exist. Are you talking in the
0: social, yeah, the social media realm?
2: Yeah, social media. I mean, yeah, the social media companies is already more powerful than maybe most people would like them to be. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, the
0: metaverse. What's going to happen there? The net,
2: <laughs> Everyone needs to sit down and watch The Matrix with Keanu Reeves again because that is essentially the metaverse in creation. We essentially oh. created The Matrix in real life. And some people seem to be so excited by it. I don't have a good feeling about it because I don't oh. think we should be creating an artificial world. Uh, and Putting ourselves into that because that's the separation from why we're here. So I I don't like the idea of the metaverse. Um, says me who will probably have a store in the metaverse two and- <laughs> three years from now. So- you'll get sucked right in. You know it's bad, know.
0: but you'll still be involved.
2: Yeah, so I'll still be like uh, involved in in the metaverse probably, but like. It, it, I think it's like anything. If you're coming to this with the awareness, I just don't like the premise of the metaverse. I don't think we should be creating an artificial world to throw ourselves into.
1: Yeah. Uh, we already have one
2: of those, and we're currently living it. So you know, I don't think we should literally create the matrix. <laughs> yeah.
0: Interesting. Uh, yeah, it'd be big,
2: and yeah, I think the yeah, it's just a very big shocks economically, politically. This is a, is a big thing.
0: Do you think it's important to get some cash out from the bank if anything happens?
1: Well,
2: I think the value of cash just becomes so redundant in general. Like, I mean, you know, with elements of inflation and, you know, it's losing its value in a lot of ways. So I'm not saying that everyone should then suddenly go into cryptocurrency. I know, you know, you and I, for example, have sort of dabbled in crypto, but I <laughs> don't know what I'm doing. with it, I have absolutely clear, no but...
0: idea. I just get people yeah. who know what they're doing to tell me what to do. Yeah, Yeah.
2: yeah. That's basically what I've done as well. But you see so, that obviously think...
0: being a big part of – the financial because a lot of people have different views on crypto and whatever and its volatility and how up and down yeah. it is and it's just a phase. Like, do you see it being just a phase?
2: I think crypto will definitely become a lot more prominent. I don't it's definitely not going anywhere. It's it, it mm. will definitely increase in its relevance and prominency in the world. I think it's one of the only well, it is essentially the only currency form that can't be manipulated by you know, to an extent. Uh, it can't be manipulated by you know the controls of central governments or things like that. They can definitely play a role in it. but It can be manipulated by an Elon
0: Musk tweet, though.
2: Well, exactly right. So <laughs> it's still very it, – in its infancy its stage, it, it, it's, its relevance in the world, it's still able to be manipulated by a lot of different things like yeah. that. But I think as it grows, it's definitely going become a lot more sort of uh, separate from maybe systems that we understand. Like even, for example, at the moment, like I was even looking before, uh, with you know, not to go too over into it. So I know this is meant to be a fun podcast, guys. Sorry to bore. A no, yeah. it's light and but shade. Light. We're
0: up, we're down, it's, we're it's, up are down. Light. We're light. It's we're yin up. and yang, Dave.
2: Uh, I'm down. You're up. <laughs> 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 but like you know, uh, Mastercard and Visa and PayPal have, have just announced that they're all pulling out of Russia. Yeah, that's huge. And that, and you know, that will cripple their financial transactions. So yeah. I mean, and, and we've allowed banks. To have this power to suddenly do that, mm. what's gonna? If, what's to say that the banks five, ten years from now—probably not even that long—to be very fair? Oh, we don't like your political opinion, and we're freezing your accounts.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Like that's essentially happening in some places already, and this is—you know—this is the thing that will become a big thing. They can't do that with crypto,
0: mm. which is you why know, people like- are kind of wanting to take exactly. that personal responsibility over every element mm. of their life, whether it's growing your own food. It's kind yeah. of like taking back that control
2: 100% we've given so much of our power and our security to these companies and these institutions and these governments in some ways that maybe won't act in our best interest so it's all about how we we take our power back or how we shape our life that we feel more in control so if the bank doesn't like our personal opinions on something they can't completely make us destitute Okay. Um, so it's something to think about (laughs) because the world is evolving the world will never stay the same I know I feel
0: like we could keep going down
2: (laughs) Yeah, I know everyone's like, and then you get banned from Spotify. <laughs> um,
0: oh no, I love, I just love hearing your predictions. And at the end of the day, it's a prediction, and you never claim to have it all. And you're gonna pick up what you pick up. And I just like to go along for the ride, and you know, we'll see what happens.
2: There's been some things. I mean, you know, I predicted COVID before COVID existed and I predicted things along the way with COVID and we talked about, you know, the American election, for example, and, you know, I was talking about Russia and Ukraine last year before it was really a focus. Like hmm. anything that I predict, I think even I think it needs to be taken with a grain of salt and you, we can't formulate our whole lives based on what I say. Like even I, I personally think that, so I don't want anyone else to disagree hmm. with that. Um and everyone else agrees with that perfect. Like you have to still shape your own life. Yeah, get, shape yeah. your own pathways. Like exactly. everything.
0: Like everything in life. Take, take everything, exactly. Take, take it with a grain of salt. Just because I have a great track
1: record. Do you
0: want me to play the audio of you guessing that I'm bring in again?
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 play that. Just play it on repeat. Going, <laughs> um, <yeah.
0: laughs> oh David, thank you so much for joining me today. I always have so much fun with you.
2: It's such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. And thank you to everyone for tuning in and listening along as well.
0: Now, you have um, just a little plug for you at the end. You've launched a sexy new website.
2: I have. It was such a long time coming. And I meant to do it before COVID and then I got lazy during COVID. But I have now launched, yes, my website, davidthemedium, allonework.com. And that's where all bookings for appointments will, with me will now be taken. All automated via online. There, uh, up to date information about all my happenings will be posted on there. I've even released a, a, such an exciting new line that I'm so excited by called my daily guidance cards um, that I'm marketing uh, as having me in your home without having me in your home. So it's essentially being able to ask the universe questions, ask for support, ask for guidance, the same as you are if you're in a reading with me. And there's 126 cards that have key phrases and words on them. So are and they like can... affirmation,
0: like I am strong and beautiful?
2: No, they're sort of words. Uh, for example, abundance. one says, yeah, like curiosity, abundance, go for a walk, seek guidance, you know, sort of all these key sort of words and phrases that will help shape life. And you can ask uh, for general guidance or you can ask a specific question.
0: Well, can we finish on a card? Okay, let's do that. Actually, let's, Let me let, go. Let's pick get a card.
2: A, um, For all those watching at home, here's the little pouch that they come in. So, um, actually, I've got the cards right here. But this is the pouch that they come in. Cute. And, yeah, these are the stacks of cards. Uh, So what I'm going to do, Polly, (laughs) you can ask a question or you can just ask for general guidance. You can ask out loud. uh, And I'm just going to have all the cards on the table in front of me, and I'm randomly going to pick three for you. So <gasps> okay, okay. For the universe listening, for the, um, Polly's beautiful spirit family, these are cards for Polly. Now, are you going to ask a question or are you just going to sort of ask for general guidance?
0: Oh, uh, let's
2: just go general guidance. Okay, general guidance. So I'm just going to randomly pick three cards. You've got David the Medium picking cards. That's, uh, That's quite special. Uh, well, it's, it's, it, hopefully, it's, these are my cards. So this is going to work out well for you. So I've got one. Um, so all the logos that say like David the Medium. By the way, so I'm not looking at the uh, the words before I pick. Okay, them. okay. Um, and we have uh, this one feels like it's good. So we have intuition.
0: <gasps> yeah, big word of mine soul at the moment. lesson.
2: Yeah, soul lesson.
0: Oh, that sounds like something hard.
2: And the other one is clean your space. <laughs>
1: Get the vacuum out. <laughs>
2: oh
0: my god! Well, I've been doing that all day. Maybe maybe the soul lessons the baby.
2: Whole lesson is in listening to your intuition and if you clean your space, it's going to clear up the energy oh. even more so to be able to hear intuition and learn lessons.
0: And that's, that's why, why they I pay in the program. big bucks.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, yes, yeah, these cards, uh, they're at a, a, a very, uh, I like to say, affordable price for everyone Yeah, uh, with free shipping as well. Unless oh, you're in New Zealand, cool. then they're just a little cost for
0: that. <laughs> and you can get them at davidthemedium.com or check out David on
2: Instagram at davidthemedium. Thank you so much. That's that's
0: it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me, Dave. Love you.
2: Absolute pleasure, Polly. Love you more.
0: Bye. That was my chat with David the Medium for another edition of the Woo Woo Weekend. Even though it was a daylight. Who's counting? Um, I hope you enjoyed that. I know spiritual woo-woo out there stuff isn't for everyone. I won't be offended if uh, it wasn't your cup of tea. But if it was, love to hear your thoughts Uh, on the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the PJ Podcast wherever you get your potties and leave a review. Let me know your thoughts. I'm going to be back very soon with another episode. I think I'm, well, I plan. Look, I know things don't always go to plan with the are but I really want to drop uh, another episode this week. So keep an eye on the feed on my Instagram and uh, I'll catch you soon.